Welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. Uh, so we actually wanted to start off with a small apology about the way our last episode seemed sort of rambling. Um, it was the first time all four of us were recording together, and uh, we kind of had a hard time keeping a hold of the thread of conversation. There was a lot of energy in the room, and we were all very excited to be together. Um, so we're going to work on that a little bit and uh, work on our formatting. We also kind of want to apologize for tonight's episode <laughs> because it's been a really busy week and uh, we haven't had a lot of time to prepare things. So this one's also probably going to be a little rambly. Um, but we're, we are going to try and get better at this and get more ahead of ourselves in the future. Um, so, no, that's a bad thing, to get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what the plan is, is eventually to be organized witches. Yeah, that is the plan. Uh, right now, we're just kind of trash bag witches yeah. who fly by and the people. seat of our pants. <laughs> um, I literally haven't touched my bullet journal in over a month at this point. You know, the last thing I put in it was I made a page for July. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done anything to it since. <laughs> I set out all my scheduling stuff and, and everything, and I was like, yes, and this month I'm going to actually do this. Well, I went to my last uh, meeting at work, and I flipped open my planner. Well, at first I had to go back and get my planner, because nobody had that or their manuals. <laughs> so I went back and got my planner and flipped it open, and I was like, oh, look, I'm on duty next week. And everybody's like, <laughs> oh, and you just hear flip, 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 and everybody's oh, like... Oh, no, because no one knew. Yeah, nobody knew, because duty started the next day <laughs> and and the lady who was on duty that week she's like oh okay tomorrow I'm on duty oh that's so funny uh you know we're also going to apologize for background noises it's one of our elderly dogs being restless leave, we thought we gave him enough time leave Razzie alone we only walked him like 30 minutes ago <laughs> he still hasn't settled down all right so uh, I think we want to let you guys know that we do plan on revisiting uh, future, in the future, revisiting. It's an, Back it's, to the future. It's an event today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> revisiting um, pop culture and misconceptions. Because we all had a lot of thoughts on those that we didn't really get to express. Uh, like I said, it, it was a very energy-filled room. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of stops and starts. We had some audio issues. We had some cat issues. <laughs> and it was it was kind of a lot like a sleepover. You know how you get overexcited at a sleepover because all your friends are there? It was a lot like that. Well, I mean, it was a sleepover in a well, sense. Yeah. Everybody was here till like, 5 in the morning. Yeah. And Nettle did end up having to stay overnight, I, I believe. Yeah, Nettle stayed the night. And, uh... We were, I, I can't, uh, we were going to give you guys a quick overview of what we did for Llamas. Do you want to start us off while I move a pillow under this dog's foot? Sure. So for Llamas, uh, we made a couple loaves of bread, which were fantastic. Um, we actually posted a picture of the first two loaves on the Instagram, and they were delicious. As promised, I ate them with a lot of Nutella. And then Lyra also made a stew, and I'm pretty sure I put about a half of that loaf in the stew. And it was fantastic. Well, it was a little 
it was a little hard um, for the kind of bread I was trying to make. It was perfect. It went really well with the stew. <laughs> um, I also made a sage soda bread, which led me to realize that I don't like soda bread. It's kind of gross. So It's pretty horrific. So like there's I said, still most of it sitting in the kitchen. You gotta put, like, a shit ton of sweet and, like, raisins in it for it to be great. Well, when I read when I read the description of it, I was like, oh, that does sound good. Oh, did I say sage? No, it, it's, um, thyme. thyme. Yeah, yeah. it's thyme. I remember taking a bite of it, and I was like, there's something in this. I don't know what that is. And Lyra was like, oh, I put thyme, and I was like, that makes sense. It kind of tastes like blood. I See, I don't, I don't see where you get that. It think, that you it's like a metallic like taste. I don't think so. But anyway. Each their own. <laughs> uh, was there anything else we were going to go over before we get into the rest of the episode? I think we were going to recap on pop culture. And how somehow we did not bring up the grandma from Halloween Town as being one of our favorite witches. Maggie Cromwell. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all day today I'm like, what is her name? I could have just Googled it. I completely pulled her name out of my ass. I don't know where that knowledge came from. <laughs> but no, I absolutely love what, what, Maggie, Maggie Cromwell. Cromwell. That's right, the Cromwell Witches. Yes. yes. Okay. I, you know, I genuinely, I sit around and think about her saying, like, when she was making a potion to find, who was it they were looking for? I don't remember. It's not that important. But she was making a potion, and it didn't work, and she was like, oh, it's always better homemade. It's because she used, like, a box oh, mix. I remember that. Like, she's, like, pouring out, look like Jello or something, yeah. and she's just, like, mixing it in. It was so funny. It's like Spell Aid or something like that. I, yeah, I genuinely think about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great, though, if you could just go to the supermarket and pick up, like... Well, I mean, technically you can. Well. For most things. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's already... Hey, Bass. She scared me. Um, it's an animal-filled episode today. <laughs> well, they know that we're doing stuff with technology, and that generally means that all the animals want to be on top of the technology. It absolutely does. Do you hear that heavy breathing? <laughs> I do. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Now he's going to hide. He stuck his head under his pillow. There we go. Good boy. All right. Uh, do we want to do our shout-outs now? Yes. Yes, yes. At the beginning of the episode. Well, we just wanted to give a couple shout outs to our listeners who've contacted us on Instagram. We have Sass Queen, Kendall, uh, Alex, Closet, wi- Closet. <laughs> Closet Witches Unite. Uh, from our email, we have Shireen and Possum. And Shireen, if I have said that name wrong, um, that's how a coworker of mine, his wife, has a name spelled exactly like yours, and that's how she pronounces it. So if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. Uh, and let's see, we had one that I was going to try and pronounce right. It's a tumbler, so it's what is this gunk before? It's just it starts at the S. What is this Q A S W stuff? Oh, that would be oh, this one. She fast. jumped on it. Okay. Um, so the name Saharidi? Saharidi. Maybe. I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced. It might just be letters. Tumblers are like that sometimes. But we actually got a message from that person a while ago, and we meant to uh, mention them when we originally did a shout out to Kendall. 
Um, and we didn't, because we didn't want to try pronouncing the name. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat of our episode. All right, so we want to bring you into our first segment, and that is going to be on gatekeeping. We actually touched on it in episode two, or was it three? I don't know. <laughs> I know we talked about it. It was probably episode two, because I, I um, seem to remember us going into a lot of different subjects in episode two. We touched on it a little bit about a lot of people say stating, you know, you can't call yourself a, Wic- a Wiccan, you can't call yourself a witch. Um, there's also a term that has been pretty widespread used, and I don't like this term. It's called a fluffy bunny. And what it typically means is someone that another witch considers a not very... Basically, they see them as a poser witch. Usually, they're younger or they're very new to the craft. And they're very excited about what they are learning. And they get a lot of stuff wrong because they're learning. Yeah. And, well, I mean... in, in something like witchcraft, I don't know that there's all that, that many wrong ways to do it. There's so many different cultures and belief systems that come together in witchcraft that I I don't... I just, I feel like looking at somebody else's practice and being like, you are specifically doing this thing wrong. Well, that's part of the whole gatekeeping thing. Yeah, they think true. that their way is the absolute only way to do this. Um, you know, you cast your circle wrong. This is the correct way to do it. I, you know, touch my nose and turn around four times. You know, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's also kind of the reason why we try to avoid some of the, the IRL witch groups. That's exactly why I avoid the IRL witch groups. They're terrible um, and elitist, and they really don't have a right to be. Yeah. I mean, we're all, we're all in the same boat, man. <laughs> why, why do you got to make it harder? Um, but I really don't like the flirm, the flirm, the flirm, the term, the term fluffy bunny, because it just, it's such a negative connotation for something so beautiful. (laughs) I'm sorry. Do you mean fluffy bunnies? That and a new witch. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I can see why you'd be confused. I, for some reason, really thought you were taking a stand on there giving fluffy bunnies a bad name. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, because honestly, when you're first discovering all of these things that you're excited about, it's a great time in your life because you're, you know, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, I've found something that A, fits into my life that I really like. B, it makes me feel like I have a connection to the earth. It makes me feel like I have a connection to myself. And then for somebody to tell you, no, you're doing that wrong. You don't belong here. That's horrible. Even if that young witch doesn't end up practicing or staying a witch beyond their initial oh I'm a witch I'm edgy little face because everybody has at least well I think it's 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) I think especially when you come into it um on your own outside of like familial practice uh and especially if you come into it in your teens there is a certain bit of Mm. like yeah this is I'm part of the counterculture which we talked about that before it's not not everywhere is witchcraft counterculture but right Right. But, like, it's it's such a beautiful time. It's such an empowering time because, you know, for the first time, they're like, oh, I actually believe this. This sounds 
this matches what I want to do. And then somebody comes along and just crushes it. Yeah. And it's horrible. I would rather have a thousand... I'm not, I'm not going to say fake witches, because if you think you're a witch, you're a witch. But, you know, I'd rather have a thousand young witches or even older witches who've discovered it. And they're like, oh, hey, I'm really excited about this thing. Let me tell you about it. I'm never going to push them away and be like, oh, my God, you're stupid. Listen, I've been into this for years. Every time I've met somebody who's like, I'm interested in witchcraft, I'm like, that's fantastic. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. I actually, I kind of want to talk about this for a minute because I um, I recently went through and looked at a bunch of like YouTube channels where people talk about their practice and stuff. Um, and uh, there was one that I ran across that I thought was going to be lovely. And I don't remember what it was. I, th- I think it was maybe her name or, or the title of the video. And I was like, oh yeah, this sounds really positive. And it was literally her being like, everybody on Tumblr who calls themselves a witch is a poser. It's so <laughs> fake. It's all about the aesthetic. And like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. She's just it's, so angry. It's funny because both of us <laughs> have Tumblr witch blogs and they're not like super aesthetic or anything like that. They're kind of like where we store things we want to try or, yes. or uh, look into. Or if it's an idea, I kind of like, I may not use exactly what they have. I just want to incorporate into something I'm going to do. Some of it is aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of great mood and collar boards I love. And especially if I'm trying to get into that mindset of when I'm either going to be writing a spell or doing, you know, getting ready to do something, it's fantastic. Definitely. Because that's honestly what I think most of the aesthetic is there for. It's to put you in that, Mm -hmm. that, like you said, that mindset. And it, it sort of helps you center around a more witchy place in yourself. Yes. Or, like, the little pic... The, there's this beautiful, like, little pixelated witchy stuff that I love. <laughs> like, one's just, like, a little candle, and I like looking at it. Because it, it does. It helps me concentrate. It helps me calm down. Because, you know, you can't always pull out and, you know, like, whip out a candle. Yeah. Like, you're in the break room at work, and you're just staring at your phone. You can't whip out a candle. If I, like, pulled out my lighter and lit it up in, like, the middle of the break room, people are like, why are you lighting a fire? Especially where you work, and you're I, like, this is a hazard. That is a health hazard. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I lost my train of thought. I um, I actually want to bring up emoji spells, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna talk about them later too when we go into like protection <laughs> and stuff. Um, so just I just wanted to prime everybody. My thoughts on emoji spells are coming. <laughs> I think they're adorable, but not practical. I mean, I don't see why it's any different from any other sort of symbolism. Is all I'm saying. Like, it's. I get it, like, we can look at it and be like, this is really silly, but, I mean, it's, it's just digital images, like, True. It's, I, I don't see why it's all that different. True. I don't personally like using them myself, and I, I, I don't think I ever actually have tried to use one, um, because it just, it, it doesn't fit me, but, like, especially younger people, and I'm not saying that, you know, oh my gosh, Jen, what are they, Jen... Z. Uh, Gen Z. <laughs> Gen Z talks only in emojis. No, but like younger than us, there is a large group of, of young adults and teenagers who do a lot of com- communication through like what we've culturally ascribed to the images yeah. as meaning. So, I mean, it is sort of like its own little micro language. I mean, that's, that's honestly how languages evolve. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That's another thing, actually, that a lot of the the fluffy bunny, they're like, oh my gosh, the emoji spells. There's a, 
and with everything there's always another end of the spectrum another end of the spectrum yeah and this is something I just ran across because I've heard of fluffy bunnies since I started back in the 90s and <laughs> the counter the counter name is a suffer bunny oh fuck they're like the edgelord bunnies <laughs> and they're like my deity's so dark it would scare you fluffy bunny like I would almost say that that one guy you knew that worshipped Nyx but I don't oh, think he was edgy he, he was just like hey this is my life <laughs> he was like Ned Flanders but he but he worshipped Nyx I miss him so much <laughs> His name was even ridiculous. It was like something darkness, da 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 da. Like I don't Love remember. It. I don't remember his whole name, but he was a good friend of mine for about two or three years online, and I absolutely loved him. He actually gave me a Nutella co- cookie recipe, oh, and it is fantastic. I haven't made it in a long time, but we used to talk about a lot of stuff. And I one time I actually I was like, "Why do you worship Nix?" He's like, "Who wouldn't worship chaos?" And I'm like, "You know what? That's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna back off." <laughs> That kind of sounds like, you know what? This is your life. <laughs> like, you go get that you Dr. Do Ian you. Malcolm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh, I love it. And uh, what you were telling me earlier about the the sort of paradigm shift between what, what is a fluffy bunny now and what was a fluffy bunny before. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, there has been a lot of shifts in that (laughs) it used to be basically a poser witch and now a lot of stuff I'm seeing is that you know you refuse to curse somebody that makes you a fluffy bunny and I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry no maybe it's because I started off with Wicca I just I don't believe in harming another person or or anything like that so yeah call me a fluffy bunny that's fine I have had several years where I didn't practice and I've had years where I've practiced really hard so you know whatever Call me a fluffy bunny. I don't care. Yeah. I still welcome every person who's interested in learning about witchcraft, talking about witchcraft, or just, you know, simply knowing that somebody there is comfortable with them being a witch or comfortable being whoever and whatever they are. That's fine. I am great with that. Let's have a discussion. It just strikes me as so funny because, like, when when we were starting out, that sort of, like, poser witch image was the, was the people who are like, yeah, I curse. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. That back then that was the everybody was like, Oh, sweetheart. Did you did you did you buy some black mascara and like (laughs) a black t shirt and now you're a witch? You're so cute. Did you shop at Hot Topic? (laughs) And now now the the people who are looked down upon are the people who are like, you know, light and positivity and watch me take care of my plants. That makes no sense to me. I know. I know, like, I'm so sorry, but that is It's ridiculous, and I think that it's ridiculous that we we even have this, you know, kind of not really argument, but <laughs> argument within the craft. Like, there's always going to be somebody who's into something darker. Yeah. Uh, there's always going to be somebody who's into something lighter. I'd say probably, well, I guess it could go dark. Kitchen witchcraft is probably one of the lighter forms. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then, you know... There's people who dive into, like, death work and... I mean, spirit work can get real real dark. Yeah, it can. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's just there's always a spectrum to it. And, you know, some people aren't ready to, to go deeper. And some people are never ready to go deeper into that. And that's fine. 
you stay where you're comfortable. Yeah, it's your practice. Don't make let, it work for you. Don't let anybody tell you what your practice should or should not involve. Exactly. That includes, and this honestly makes me so angry, is that there's no set list of items you need to have to be a witch. Yeah. Your altar can be collapsible. Your altar can be imaginary if you don't have a place to set it up. Uh, your altar can be a candle. Mm -hmm. I actually wear where we are living in a space where practice would be judged. Um, I actually don't have uh, an altar right now, and I know you don't either. Um, I used to at uh, my old apartment. Mm -hmm. have it, was, um, it wasn't so much of just a magic working space. It was literally the center of what I did. I kept my planners on it, and I mm -hmm. had all of my candles and uh, things like that. It was, it was where I took a few minutes before going to bed and after waking up to look at the day and plan and if I was doing something I would do you know whatever my magic work was there I used to have a corner of my dresser at my old place that I did that too um here I've basically kept it in one of my drawers yep and then I pull it out when I need it and then I put it back up because I just don't want to have that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact for our listeners, I actually have a drawer that we call the witch drawer. Oh, and that's right. every time I'm like, hey, go get something out of that drawer, I have to stop myself from being like, hey, get it out of my witch drawer. <laughs> I think it's funny when she tells her husband she wants something out of that drawer. She's like, you know where the incense is? And he's like, oh, yeah, that drawer. <laughs> it's really cute because I'm, I'm pretty sure mom knows something about but. oh definitely yeah i i'm just uh, yeah, I'm i just don't want to have that conversation i will eventually <laughs> and um and then you won't have to worry about it <laughs> <laughs> it's always the first one because she'll she'll just think it's me <laughs> see when i moved in with a boy there was no argument for you they just accepted it it's true i took the brunt of that <laughs> <laughs> um and there was, there was another thing within um, uh, gatekeeping that I wanted to talk about, and I just cannot remember what it is right now. You know, probably where an outline would come in handy, and we didn't write one for this episode. Like, like I said, it, it's been a, it's been a week. It's been a hell of a week. Um, she has been working. It's not that that she has been working more hours at her job, but she has been working more intensive hours at her job, and I have actually been called in quite a few times this week like to cover every shifts. day this week yeah like every day uh <laughs> so usually we have quite a bit of time to where we can come home and unwind from our jobs and then you know plan out what we're gonna do but this week hasn't been like that and literally today we were like oh my gosh tomorrow's friday we gotta do something yeah we really gotta <laughs> get this episode out uh, oh oh i was gonna talk about um because we talked about the the not being willing to curse somebody and i, I don't like that either mm -hmm. and we we talked about that in our second episode how um it i personally don't believe in just putting negative energy out there for any reason right <laughs> if you can avoid it you know because i i already exude a lot of <laughs> negative energy as a person um if, but if that's important to you you do you absolutely like that's whatever you do within your practice is your decision. Um, but there's been a lot of weird discourse on uh, love spells. 
and things like that. I literally found one where somebody listed a spell to break up a couple and then what? linked a love spell. So Aww. once again, this is your your practice. Make it work for you. I just want to make sure <laughs> that that you understand that anything that might work to bend somebody's will is pretty morally in the black. Like that's or in the red, I guess, is the bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Um And remember eventually, like if if for whatever reason you do use a love spell to try to bend somebody's will, you'll never know if they're with you for you or for the or spell. For the spell. That's true. It may have a lot of consequences you're not ready to deal with. And also, keep in mind there's things that you can do apart from that. Like, you can use uh, attraction spells and things like that. That just sort of makes you more noticeable or make you more confident and things like that. And it's My not... favorite in that, that genre is the love drawing spells, mm-hmm. where you're drawing love to you or making yourself more open to love. Yeah. And that kind of thing, that'll that'll work because it... Not only are you saying, yes, I'm ready for love, it kind of opens your eyes and you're watching a little bit more for those signals because you've set your intentions like that. So it's you're more likely to find something. It's also good to remember any relationship that you had to force probably isn't going to end well. No. And that's true in any situation. <laughs> yeah, if you have to literally fight every day a relationship it's probably not a healthy one yeah um and once again we don't want to isolate anybody we don't want to make you feel like we're judging you or anything like that just these are our own personal views and i mean it is it is our podcast those are going to come through (laughs) i can't judge anybody because as she told me the other day I took my anxiety pills with an energy drink and she's like (laughs) that is the most scorpio thing i've ever seen in my life yeah, so like it, we're not, we're not some paragons of of morality or good life choices. Um, yeah, but, but we're working on it. And we're that's all working you can, on That's it. all you can honestly ever say about yourself is that I am a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, I do think it, it's a good idea to continue working on yourself as much as you can. Um, it's also important to take breaks. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't do it anymore, and you have to take some time to just be a horrible, shitty person. <laughs> And just let it go, and then come back to the working on yourself. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes you just have to be a horrible, shitty person. I feel like I am the worst person on this freaking podcast for how I word things. Even, because we replied to someone recently, and everyone replied really nice and eloquently, and I was like, you know what? Bullshit happens. And like, I, uh <laughs> Oh. But it's true, though. I mean... Honestly, if you put yourself to where you don't have any downtime or any time to take, you know, take five minutes for yourself even, you're going to crash. And then sometimes you do have to take quite a while just for yourself to get back to where you can deal with everything else. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else in gatekeeping? No, I think that pretty much get, covers gatekeeping. If you have any comments on it or arguments or anything like that, definitely, you know, give us a shout out we'll be more than happy to discuss it with you um i don't think during the llamas episode that we mentioned this but we're we have the ability to be contacted through instagram at which which podcast on twitter at which which pod 
Uh, Tumblr is also Witch Witch Podcast. Did you say our Gmail? No, you said that yet. Twitter. Uh, Gmail is also uh, Witch Witch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we have found out that there's a way through the Anchor app to send us like voice messages that we could feature on the show. So we're going to work on that because <laughs> we're, I, I'm not going to lie to you, we're not sure how it works. <laughs> we were. Nettle was supposed to. Oh yeah, um, she was remote send in. Us something. She was either going to send it to us or was going to remote in. Well, no, we know how to do the remote thing. It's the stop. It's the uh, the sending a voice message in that we're. Oh, is that the only thing we don't know how to do? Yeah, okay. which I'm pretty sure it's. I'm confident that it's just going to be like, hey, you received a message. It's this, and I'm sure it's just going to be that. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always nervous that we're going to do something you know, wrong because we're professionals. We tested all this. <laughs> I would once again like to apologize for the amazing Foley work by Rasputin. Um, he's really, he's really making a lot of sound over there. I really hope that they just can't like if they can't hear it. I'm gonna sound so stupid. It's like <laughs> she just kept talking about this. Maybe he's an imaginary dog. Oh, Razzie, your poops aren't imaginary. That's true. All right. He's just staring at me like, why would you say I'm imaginary? <laughs> All right. Uh, and we are also going to talk to you about protection. I think it was Alex. Yes. That suggested Alex. protection. I think actually probably a few people have mentioned it, but mm -hmm. I think it was one of his like specific ones. Yeah. He had mentioned, um, he had listened to our episode, The Knocking Spirit, and mentioned that he had heard <laughs> some oh, yes. knocking. And he yes. was just wondering what kind of protection you can kind of do to protect yourself in that situation. Well, man, we are late responding <laughs> to that. Um, yep. But here, here comes your answer, Alex. Okay, so when we talk about protection, um, there's a lot you can use, and a lot of it is kind of specific to situation. Uh, so we can't give you an end-all, be-all. This is definitely what will protect, protect you in any given situation. Um, but we can give you some some stuff. <laughs> uh, if you do um, subscribe to any specific belief system or deity, uh, there's going to be specific things that come along with that. Uh, usually if, if there's um, a deity or spirit that you believe in, it's going to be a symbol representing them or an image of them. Um, so that's, that's something that you will find within your own practice, because um, I'm not going to just go through a list of what different deities use to protect their followers because that would sound insane. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of protection can be or can come from uh, prevention, which would be cleaning your space, sanctifying your space. Um, silver and salt and quartz are really associated with cleansing abilities and salt and silver are both because of the purity. Um, silver has always been considered very pure. Uh, there's a lot of ancient cultures that would even use silver to cure illnesses. Now I don't think that ever really worked out too great for them, but <laughs> uh, it was a pure metal so they, they believed that it, it cleansed the body. Um, and we do to this day still believe it can cleanse the, the soul, the aura, whatever you believe in. Um, and it can cleanse spaces. Um, salt is the same thing. Salt was so culturally important that it it could cover just about anything at different 
times, you know, at different uh, time periods in history. Uh, but salt is a cleansing and protective mineral as well. That's why we do circles in salt. That's why we use salt to represent earth, things like that. Um, other things to cleanse and prepare your space. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to say white candles too many times and somebody's just going to come for me in the night. They're going to be like, stop talking about candles! I mean, you can't go wrong with a white candle. <laughs> it's my, it's, that's like my that's true north. <laughs> so much of my shit is centered around white candles. Hey, and a pinch, a white tea candle goes a long way. It absolutely does. And because a white, a white candle can do so much. Specifically, whatever you intend it to do, it's basically going to do. Uh, fairly often I, I light a white candle to cleanse the space and set the, uh, the energy for whatever we're doing. Like when we were baking bread, I lit a white candle to keep the space clean and positive. Um, oh my gosh. If you guys can hear that, that's one of our other elderly dogs. We have three, and that is too many. We love them, but that is too many. <laughs> it it's basically our home is an elderly community for animals we have three elderly dogs two elderly cats not two anymore is it just one? Oh, yeah. yeah it's just one elderly cat now yeah it's just one now um but anyway that's not what we're talking about <laughs> but it, randomly you'll hear noises there there's a lot of animals in this house so there really are <laughs> so you might hear them um some other things for protection is shielding and grounding. We talked about that in episode two. Um, imagining yourself being uh, wrapped in a thread. Uh, most people say silk thread, and I think that's probably because uh, silk is also sort of considered a pure material. Mm. Um, yeah, worm vomits it out. Oh my gosh. You know, bees vomit honey. I know. <laughs> um, uh, wrapping yourself in a thread uh, can be protective. Um, the bubble that I talked about in episode two, but I'll go over here as well. Uh, just imagining a bubble emanating from the center of your being. And, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, your chest. But I guess it's whatever you consider the center of you. I I don't know. It depends, especially how you're sitting or, or doing it. When I do it, I either pull it right out of my chest or I pull it from my midsection. Yeah. See, I usually imagine it coming right on, from right under my breastbone. But because that's, I have this childhood thing where that's that's where the soul is. And I don't, I don't know if I believe in, like, like what souls are, but yeah, that's, that's just sort of where I've always envisioned it. Stop laughing! I'm sorry, it's just the way you said it. <laughs> so dramatic. Always. Um, uh, but you just imagine it growing to encompass you, your practice area, uh, whatever around you that you want to include in the protected area. Um, drawing extra energy for protection uh, so you can continue your spell work or whatever it is you're doing with your own energy uh, is a protective, I almost said maneuver, uh, um, thing. What's the word I'm looking for? Method? Method, I guess. Um, it's sort of, uh, like, once again, I talked about this before, I, when we do the grounding technique of imagining roots coming out from your feet and grounding you in the actual earth, um, if I need to, I sometimes imagine drawing energy from those, stop, from those roots. And, uh, you can sort of divert that directly into whatever you're using 
for your protection instead of using uh, the energy you've sort of either been saving up or the energy you're intending to use in whatever you're doing. Um, mirrors reflect bad energy back out into the world. Um, so, I mean, you know, one method is definitely to just cover the entire outside of your house like a disco ball in mirrors. Yeah, I wouldn't be do that. that. House. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> Check with your neighborhood association. <laughs> hey, your HOA is like, uh, no, we're gonna limit you to fifty mirrors. <laughs> you can't be the disco house. Stop it. It's like, uh, listen, I want people to think that Elton John lives here, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Uh, but there's also, you know, cultural things to do with mirrors. Like, um, in Japanese belief, if two mirrors are facing each other, it opens a portal to the spirit world. Um, which, there's a local theater <laughs> in our town that has just a room. It's just a sitting room where it is, like, perfectly set up to do divination or, like, uh, mm -hmm. like play around with a Ouija board or something like that. That place is super creepy anyways. It is super creepy. It was, it was built, like, in the 20s, Yeah, it was, like, it? 1929. And that kind of, that kind of shit was big <laughs> back yeah. then anyway. Um, so, so the whole room is mirrors. And it's, without even knowing... Because when I was younger, that freaked me out anyway. I don't like being surrounded by that many mirrors. Um, it's creepy. Well, did I tell you about when uh, a friend of mine and I, we took a foreign exchange student to go see a movie at that theater. And she's from Japan. <laughs> so we go down and we're going to take pictures because we're telling her all about this. Because um, it's, it's a really cool looking bathroom, Yeah, and we're honestly. like, oh no, it's great. It looks like it came right out of the 20s. She's like, okay, it's got yeah. It's like an old-fashioned like, powder room before you get to where the toilets yeah, are. Yeah, and they have and... like this just whole line of telephone booths. It's really adorable. <laughs> like, you can go in and sit down and like make a phone call. It's ridiculous that we think that's adorable. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, it's just so gorgeous. It just looks like it's come straight out of time because they never updated it. They never changed the stuff. So it looks just like it did in the 20s and she's like yeah I can't wait to see that she's like it'll be like being in a movie and I swear to god we take like two steps into the powder room and she just freezes she's like why are there two mirrors facing each other she's like that's how ghosts get in this world <laughs> <laughs> and, and like she was super uncomfortable and my friend was like oh no, no let's take pictures she's like oh so you want to tempt them <laughs> I love it. It was really cute. We we did end up taking a whole bunch of pictures and selfies before I think selfies were a thing. Uh, selfies were always a thing. They're just only we just didn't have a word selfies. for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so we had a camera, so we were you know pointing the camera at ourselves. <laughs> so it was. I'm glad we had mirrors so we could kind of line it up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, uh, I want to quickly correct myself. I said the Japanese. I, it's probably a specific spiritual belief within Japanese culture. I just don't know much about the religious beliefs mm -hmm. of, of you know, the Japanese well, that, culture. I knew the one person, so it yeah. just kind of reaffirmed it for you. Definitely. So, um, uh, we do, I want to come back to the, I have notes that I'm reading off of, which I guess you guys need to know that. Um, I want to come back to these, uh, here are a couple of protective herbs you can use in satchels or um, anything really, uh, anything you can put herbs in. Um, basil is a big one for protection. That is old as time. <laughs> Shut up. Funny. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. Um, but no, I mean, it, so many cultures refer to basil as a protective herb. There's got to be something to it. 
Um, Caraway is protective. It's specifically protective in a sort of anti-theft sort of way. Um, dill is a very protective herb. Mugwort, it, first off, that is like, it is like the go-to yeah. for witchy practices. Yeah. Mugwort does a lot of shit, and protection is one of those things. I like mugwort. Mugwort's fantastic. Um, rosemary is both purifying and protective. A lot of uh, herbs you'll find listed as protective um, are mostly purifying. And like I said, prevention can go a long way. I don't think I actually said that exactly, but it's prevention like that can old go saying. a long way. What is it? An ounce of prevention? Pre- an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of whatever. Something. <laughs> <laughs> so whew, we are so wise. Um, <laughs> sage is also protective, but once again, sage is also heavily, heavily um, purifying. So uh, cleansing has a lot to do with protection. That's just keeping. Um, negative energy and uh dark spirits and things like that from surrounding you i do like saging though oh yeah i love saging it's probably like that and mugwort like i actually have like two different bouquets that i burn bundles bundles yes i have a bundle of sage and a bundle of mugwort and i really like both of them however if you light your mugwort and leave it in your car after blowing it out it does make your car smell interesting. I bet. Just a pro tip. Former mother-in-law got in the car. She's like, who's smoking pot in this car? Well, sage really smells. I've never burned mugwort myself. So a yeah, sage, sage really smells like pot, too. Yeah. So. Um, and saging is, oh, it's so great. Um, if you ever do, like, a cleaning the corners ritual or anything like that, we usually do that um, and a sealing of doorways and uh, windows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's wonderful. It really sort of frees the energy in a space. Um, and it's it's in so many cultures, uh, saging is. Um, a lot of people nowadays call it smudging, and that is from some specific practices. So be careful with the terminology you use. I want to be very careful not to appropriate in other cultures. Exactly. Traditions and things like that. Uh, so stones are a great way to protect a home or yourself. They're easy to carry, they're easy to put places. Um, so some protective stones are black, tw- I, I've never, I don't think I've ever said this freaking word out loud. Uh, black tourmaline? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Tourmaline? Tourmaline, I think so. If I'm saying that wrong, someone please tell me. It's one of those things when you've read it your whole life and nobody's ever said it. I'm pretty sure on uh, QVC when they say tourmaline. <laughs> QVC. We live with old people. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is a rest home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, uh, but it can repel um, harmful energies. Uh, jet is actually specific specifically used for cleansing um pent-up internal uh pent-up internal energies for empaths it can be used for many other things but that is one of its its big things which is great um if you are an empath listen things happen you get a lot of emotions and most of them aren't yours you gotta clean that shit out um labradorite that's how i've said that my whole life labradorite Labradorite? I don't know. Uh, Labrador Retriever-ite. <laughs> uh, uh, shields against psychic attacks um, and ill-wishing. You know, it's, it works sort of like an evil eye, which is something I'm going to get into in a moment. Um, fluorite can help 
cloak your energy signature. So we should actually look into fluorite. Don't do any water forms in with fluorite. Because yeah, it because it's soluble, right? Yeah, it's water yeah. soluble. Um, that's another thing. Be look Geology. into the stones that you practice with, because they some of them can really be damaged by sun. Some of them can be re can really be damaged by uh, water, and some of them can be damaged by exposure to salt and things like that. Um, and black obsidian is the last one I have on my list, just because I wanted to keep it kind of short. These are some some general usage uh, stones. Black obsidian is another thing that will protect you against, um, you know, like fixation from, from an outside force or the evil eye, as uh, a lot of people refer to it. Um, it's one of my favorite. Yeah. And quartz is a great protective stone. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but you can put quartz over your doorways to keep evil uh, intentions out. Um, I used to have them over all of my doorways at the old apartment because I was paranoid. <laughs> um, we went over salt and silver. Uh, you can charm clothing and jewelry to be protective. Um, we recently purified some jewelry under a uh, full moon and we were going to do some charm work with it and we never did. Yeah, I've got one of them in my desk at work though. Yeah, I am. Um, we're not very well organized. We're working on it. We're hoping um, being tied to the podcast will help with that. Uh, and it helps if it is a, like, if you if you choose jewelry, it helps if it is a symbol that means something to you or is important in your practice. Um, I used to have a silver-plated uh, leaf ring that Galena... <laughs> Galena. Galena, um charmed for me for protection just because I was very nervous uh, while I was at school. It was wonderful. It really helped. Um, Alright, and we wanted to talk about, so, oh well I'm going to talk about the evil eye real quick. Uh, the evil eye is present in so many cultures um, and it's, it's a wonderful tool. It just sort of, similar to a mirror, reflects bad intentions and uh, harmful energy back out into the world away from you when it is directed at you. Um, you can find evil eye beads, evil eye uh, jewelry, clothing, it's everywhere anymore. And uh, I did want to talk about a few specific things. Um, one is a recipe that I recently added to my grimoire, um, and it's Four Thieves Vinegar. It is a staple. <laughs> in not just the witch community, it's kind of a staple in like the ho the homeopath, uh, which there's a lot of overlap with yeah. the witch community That's a and lot homeopath. of like kitchen witchcraft. Yeah, and that, that's a, where a lot of my interest lies, so uh, you might hear quite a bit of this from me. Now there's, there is a lot to Four Thieves Vinegar. Traditionally it has four ingredients apart from the vinegar itself, um, and depending on when <laughs> uh, the the recipe comes from, it can change. Uh, so traditionally, the uh, vinegar is a red wine vinegar. Uh, it's the Bordeaux red wine vinegar. Um, but you can also use ba a base of white vinegar. I would prefer white white vinegar myself because it, it represents more of a pure uh, product to me. Um, just because it doesn't have all the other stuff going on, you know? Um, 
<laughs> tannins, yes. And a lot of people do start with white vinegar and add um, just the Bordeaux wine. Um, you can also use apple cider or uh, apple vinegar. Apple vinegar, that's not what it's called. What is it? Apple apple cider vinegar. Yeah, I was going to say it's apple I'm crazy. Um, the main ingredients, the main ingredients that you find time after time after time are a mixture of either sage, garlic, thyme, rosemary, lavender, mint, and salt. I'm going to say salt is in almost every single one of them, mm -hmm. as is uh, thyme and garlic. Garlic is, is so... <laughs> heavily used in protection as well. I should have mentioned that earlier, honestly. Garlic can be extremely uh, protective and physically, like in a medical sense, it's very good for you. If it's something that doesn't like bother you, you're not allergic to it or anything like that, it's great for your heart. Um, there's a, a legend about the Four Thieves vinegar. It was four thieves would go to plague houses and steal goods and uh, valuables and the way they kept themselves alive was by using this vinegar. Um, supposedly they were caught and charged with thievery and when they told uh, that they had a way to stay alive uh, and protect themselves from the plague, they were told that they can work with plague bodies, you know, like burning them. Um, and if they survived 30 days of that, they could go free. And they did. That's the legend at least. Oh, so, cool. you know. Um, there are some some optional um, ingredients to Four Thieves Vinegar that you see added in in different areas. Um, there's cayenne pepper, cloves, black mustard seed, wormwood, and whorehound. Um, cayenne pepper is mostly used in um, French and uh, French offshoot <laughs> cultures. Um, like, if you are going to get Four Thieves Vinegar in somewhere like Louisiana, it's probably going to have cayenne pepper in it. Then again, if you're getting anything magical for protection in Louisiana, it's probably going to have cayenne pepper in it. Cayenne pepper is a good protective thing, though, because a is, lot of times true. it helps set your intentions, and it's a very hands-off Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it sort of functions on the same, uh, the same idea as you put cayenne pepper in your garden to keep bunnies away, you know? Um... But uh, Four Thieves Vinegar is extremely useful. It's considered to be generally health, uh, healthy as well. It's a tincture. Tincture? Tincture. tincture. I don't know how to say words, guys. Um, let me see. I have a list of how to make it. Oh, yeah. Um, the best and most witchy <laughs> um, way to make it, I found, was uh, to store it for a full lunar cycle, so for like a full month or 30-day period. Um, and then, uh, if you prefer, you can remove the actual, like, pulpy substances and take them out to just have the, the liquid. Um, and it should keep for about a year if you keep it in a cool place, probably a refrigerator. Um, and most of the things included in Four Thieves Vinegar have either an, uh, antiseptic or insect repellent property. Which, so I mean, it, it sort of makes it believable that it protected people from the plague. And they kept the fleas off of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Uh, I haven't actually made any of my, any myself yet, but I've been super excited about it since I found out about it. Because where we don't have much of a, a background in things like 
the, the homeopath stuff or uh, have much familial knowledge of witchcraft. I'd never heard of it. So I've been super excited about it for a while. Um, and I also wanted to talk about a witch's bottle, which is something I've done a few times myself. And this last time, uh, me and Galena both uh, participated in making it. So a witch's bottle, actually, let me, let me be clear. The terminology witch's bottle is sort of just used for any bottle spell. Okay. Um, I use it to specifically refer to a protective witch's bottle. Um, the, the process we use is you find a bottle um, that can be airtight sealed. Uh, usually there's also um, a suggestion to seal it with wax. We didn't seal ours with wax. We because we had yeah well we had a metal cap mm -hmm. so I figured we'd be fine um, wax can be significant though uh, fairly often in protective bottle spells like this you're suggested to use either red or black wax unless it's also supp supposed to have a purifying effect then you're usually supposed to use white um, so the witch's bottle we did um, had a base of vinegar uh, you put in things pointy things uh, it can be anything. I think we put nails. Some thumbtacks. I think we put thumb in tacks. a broken mirror. Yeah, broken mirror is a big one for this one because uh, the mirror has the effect of reflecting things as well as being pointy and uncomfortable. Um, you can do uh, thorns. Anything that is pokey. Uh, bonus points if anything metal you have is rusty. Right. Which, if you put vinegar in there, it's going to rust anyways. Yeah, that's true. Um... But basically what it is, is it is to basically tell somebody to back off. Yeah. Any kind of negative intentions come your way, it's going to prick them and it's going to reflect those intentions right back on them. And um, it's sort of a boost to the power of the bottle if you include something of yourself. Uh, <laughs> this is a little gross. We did pee. <laughs> uh, you can also do blood. Um, a lot of... Uh, you know, people who own vaginas use menstrual blood. Um, well, I mean, there's there's a lot. Of, I'm sorry, Galena made a face. There's there's some significance I, to menstrual I, blood. I get I get that. It's just, ugh. <laughs> um, and a lot of men have suggested using semen. So it, it's just a part of yourself, and it connects the the energy of the bottle to you. Um. Um. It is. A draining experience it is you're gonna want to make sure that you have something sweet to eat mm -hmm. uh, maybe some... the next day off yeah yeah because you will not feel good for a day or two after you do it mm -mm. Um, and the first time I did one I did it as a teenager and I did it alone and I didn't know and I was sick for the next week because I, I didn't realize that I was taxing myself so much um, so if you do uh, our version, this not our version, it's a very classic <laughs> protective witch's bottle. Um, but if you do this version of the witch's bottle, um, make sure you, you take time for yourself. And to be honest, we are going to be putting these recipes up on our Tumblr. I apologize, yeah. we don't really have anything up there yet. Yeah, we're, uh, we're working on being, being better at this. Um, and real quick, before we leave this little section, I do want to talk about symbols and sigils. Um, symbols can 
be used for just about anything. I actually use, um, I feel very energized during thunderstorms. I use a rune for thunderstorms. Um, I will write it usually on my wrist somewhere when I'm feeling a little down or a little drained and I need energy. Um, and uh, sigils are something you can make yourself. There's something you can have someone else make for you or there's something that you can find already existing uh, be it online or in books or even in historical or cultural settings. Um, make sure not to appropriate <laughs> anything from a culture you're not a member of, especially if you're using it for profit. Um, but sigils and uh, symbols is kind of what I wanted to talk about um, emoji spells mm. with. And I, we already talked about this a little bit. I don't see the difference between using a symbol or a sigil and an emoji spell. I said that already. Um, it's not for me, <laughs> personally, um, but I think it, it works in much the same manner. Uh, I personally really like sigils. I make a fair amount of them. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I don't know. I see you're pretty good at it. I don't think they look nice. I like them. Yeah. I have a very nice sigil she put in my car for me. It's and it's kept me safe. Huh? Well, we haven't, we haven't had... Yeah, I guess since the sigil's been put in, nothing. But um, I've also used some for confidence when I've been going somewhere um, or ease of conversation if I'm going to be around people I don't know. I usually draw them on my ankle because they're easy to hide that way. Um, it's also why I have two ankle tattoos. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of debate as to whether you should get sigils and magical symbols tattooed on your body, and I think that's a personal decision. Um, I don't think there's anything that will weigh in as much as your feelings on the matter. Right, do you have anything to add in for protection? No, I think you've pretty much covered all of that for us. Okay. If there's anything specific you guys want us to look into more or go more in depth, uh, we can always do that. Let us know and we'll post it on our Tumblr. Yeah. Just because that's the probably the broadest media we can Yeah. We can post it on. You can include pictures and text and all kinds of stuff. And um we are it looks like we are going to be doing shorter episodes on our off weeks. Uh so we can even do uh, a more in depth look at some things on our off weeks sometimes. All right, now to wrap up our episode, we're gonna talk about a personal experience that uh, we both had. Um, we participated in a mass binding uh, last year, year before. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was last year. Yeah. And uh, it was an interesting night because you could feel energy in the air. Um, we sort of didn't do too much preparation beforehand. Um, and that's sort of what we've talked we were talking about before in one of our earlier episodes how we will talk about mistakes we have made um and this is definitely one of them yeah uh, i'm not participating anymore in mass bindings well i think we could as long as we actually you know prepare beforehand uh we didn't really purify our space or our tools or do anything preemptive like that um we did set a circle which was nice mm -hmm. Uh, but we, we participated in the binding. Um, we checked later, uh, just to set the scene, we checked later. Um, there wasn't supposed to be any sort of crazy weather that evening. Um, so we, we did this in our side yard. 
and we had a, a nice candle lit. Um, we were chanting and we were really feeling the energy. And partway through the chanting, the, the mood just sort of shifted. Yeah, I went from being comfortable and enjoying what we were doing to suddenly being terrified. Like, it just, it was almost like the pressure dropped. <laughs> yeah, like the, the temperature I don't think actually dropped, but it was, I suddenly felt. It went from cooler. maybe having a light breeze to no breeze whatsoever. There was no wind. There was no sound. And then there were footsteps walking around our circle um it was we talked about it at first about maybe it's leaves slipping in the wind and we just sort of you know if it wasn't so scary it would be almost funny how we both sort of realized that there wasn't wind to flip the leaves and how it it was definitely something there It's true, because it, there was no wind, and I kept saying, it's the wind, just keep going. <laughs> but you could hear, like, leaves crunching and flipping over, and something was walking around our circle. Yeah. And if if it had been random, if, like, there'd been a leaf sound in front of us, and then a leaf sound behind us, and then a leaf sound somewhere to the side, that would have been a whole different thing. But it was footsteps in a circle around us where we had set our circle. And the leaves went, and, like, the noise of the leaves went in around the circle. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like she said, it wasn't here, then there. It was, yeah, all around us in an orderly footstep <laughs> um, cadence. So we did some vocal work to try and cast it away from us. Um, I, I don't remember what we chanted, but we on the spot we came up with a chant to keep us safe until we could reach our home because we had already set protections in the house, just not in the yard, um, which we still need to set the corners of our yard. Yeah. Um, and we did make it safe and sound back in the house, but it was very strange. Um, and we... Almost immediately when we got inside, a storm started. <laughs> well, it... The storm was sprinkling, and uh, me and my husband had to, because at, at this point I was still living uh, in my old apartment with my husband, and we had to leave. We had, we both had work the next day. It was already late. Um, so me and uh, Galena talked about it for a little while, about how it was weird, and then I was like, hey, I gotta leave. Um, for the binding we did, a suggested way to end the spell was to throw your candle into moving water. And... Um, it was the littlest nub of a candle. We figured we could just toss it into the local river um, and that would seal our spell and we'd be done. Um, so we, me and my husband left and um, as we were driving towards the river to dispose of the candle, the storm picked up something crazy. And I've seen storms sweep up out of nowhere. It felt... Uh, it felt menacing. Yeah. Um, and my husband, who doesn't practice, but doesn't necessarily not believe in these things, even he uh, felt like it was a weird, <laughs> it was a weird experience. Because um, we pulled over, we were going to wait the storm out, and it just kept getting heavier and worse. 
and we sort of came to the decision almost at the same time we gotta do this now because I might not be able to um, so we went down to the river near the the boat and fishing docks um, and uh, when I stepped out of the car to dispose of the candle it, the water was brushing down so fast that it was covering me up to my ankles um, and the the shore around our local river is in that area is rocky and uneven and I was so nervous that if I misstepped I was just gonna go right right down over the rocks into the water uh, which at that time would have been dangerous it's kind of a strong currented river um, so I stepped as far out as I dared and threw the candle with all my might and it somehow made it into the river and then I jumped back in the car. My shoes were leaking when I got into the car. Um, and before we even reached the exit of the little park around the river, which by the way, it's not like a long drive. It's maybe a hundred feet. Maybe. Yeah. The storm had completely died down and was gone. And <laughs> there's some wild weather out there, you know, but we looked into it. There weren't supposed to be any storms. There, were, there wasn't even supposed to be any sprinkling. Um, on the news, they even called it a freak, <laughs> freak storm. Yeah. And we can't guarantee that that's not just a coincidence, but it, it was odd. It genuinely felt like something was pushing back against us to try and stop us. And after that, we both had some weird dreams. Um, we've had weird dreams after a lot <laughs> of our, our rituals and things. And a lot of it, I think, is just borrowed energy that we didn't put back. Yeah, I think you're right. And that because makes when you dream we, very vividly. Definitely. Because when we started grounding ourselves better uh, before and after spell work, it lessened. It, was, it wasn't as bad. Um, but that is actually a very sort of personal story because I think it's one of the stories we share that make us both feel a little crazy. Yeah, it was, it was very terrifying. I actually considered not continuing practicing witchcraft after that happened because it was a very intense, very terrifying experience. And there's a lot of, of sort of paranormal experiences that you have that when you explain them sound crazy yeah you have to experience it to know what it feels like in the moment um and i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that we could have just been paranoid we could have just been nervous um it could have been nothing but a storm and some sounds we were hearing but it didn't feel like that it felt very menacing it felt very real it could have just been heightened emotions but it was very intense and I think for about a month I didn't go outside after dark because <laughs> I was afraid <laughs> I cannot blame you oh um on the in the car on the way to the river I it felt like we were followed okay sorry about that guys we got uh we had a little bit of sound trouble there for a moment uh but that is our story <laughs> crazy things happen when you practice witchcraft uh, that goes back to when we were talking about protection. You are Oops, safe within me. your circle. Yeah. Whatever is there can't harm you within your circle. 
But when you step out of it, that's when you enter the, the, the danger zone. And we had to run around the side of the house, up the porch, and in the house. So, Luckily, it wasn't too far to go. You've never seen this fat lady run that fast. <laughs> uh, so I think that's our podcast for the day. Or evening, or night, whenever you decide to listen to this. But definitely reach out to us on any of our many social media. We'll run through them again. We have our Twitter, at WitchWitchPod. Our Tumblr, at WitchWitchPodcast. Mm -hmm. Gmail uh, is... WitchWitchPodcast at gmail.com. And our Instagram is WitchWitchPodcast. We're just Witch Witch Podcast all over the place. And you never know which witch is talking. That's true. <laughs> uh, because we, we actually, uh, listening to the last two episodes, um, not last two, I guess, because the Lamas episode was recent, um, the, the two episodes before that, Friday the 13th and um, our third episode, we realized that even Nettle sounds pretty similar to us, and the only one that sounds distinctly different is Sage. <laughs> It's because she has the highest pitched voice. That's true. <laughs> Alright, but thanks so much for listening. And Lyra, try not to think about all the spiders that are in the house. Oh my god, stop it. I was trying to get you to say stay spooky. <laughs> stay spooky. Oh my god.